Welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. Today, we're going to be doing a, a team member spotlight. I actually have two segments that you're going to hear today. It'll be a little longer of a podcast, which is totally fine for you guys, I think. Um, but I brought in uh, a special guest today that has been around for a long time. His name's Joey, and Joey is uh, the son of John and Sherry Barrett. And John Barrett is a, uh, oh man, I've got the list here. I think John has been on the podcast 22 times. Ooh, so okay. yes, Good you are, him. yeah, you're a long way from catching up to your dad. <laughs> um, but First you, one, d- let's go. Sherry has been on two. So With you, uh, ones, I yep. think she's been on two. Mm-hmm. So now you, you're, you're on one. So you got to catch up to her. Joey, I'm going to have you on the podcast, I think a couple times this summer. We I talked am about excited. That. It'll be great. So I wanted to uh, talk to Joey. First of all, what, what kind of made me think of this, Joey uh, just l- informed me that he's listened to every single Spring Hills this podcast is episode. I am, I am proud of. It now, happened. Uh, this started in 2020, I'm pretty sure. And then yeah, I literally COVID started yep. and I had been talking to Kiki about doing the podcast yep. and she went, and it go for it. it. Yep. And we um, did it probably six weeks sooner than I was ready for. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't start listening to the podcast until a year later. And I was like, oh, wow, the podcast, that sounds so cool. I didn't get around to it until a year later. And I was in the car. Um, I distinctly remember I started driving to school because mm-hmm. I, uh, I went to go to school like 20 minutes away from my house. So I would drive there. And I'm like, oh, I could listen to music or I could listen to the podcast. So I started listening to the first episode of the podcast. It was probably like episode 20 by that time. Yeah. So, but we did the first, the first were all sermon recaps yes so we did mm-hmm. sermon recaps for about the first 12 episodes because i wasn't ready yeah. like it, it was it was like our our plan was easter of 2020 yep. we were going to launch six episodes i was okay. going to record wow. six episodes and launch them on easter of 2020 covid happened and that plan mm-hmm. kind of went out the window because <laughs> we were looking for all these how can we how else can we connect to people when they're not on campus 16 weeks of or 13 weeks whatever it was of people not being here it was wild, so kiki was just time. like just start it yeah. and i was like uh <laughs> i don't even know what to talk about yet and i knew i wanted to interview brett and that was i think like episode 4 or something yeah. when i did, i need to do another one with him too just cuz i feel like now 2 years into it i'm like I, I can't listen to him. I can't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to a guy. So I have some friends that did a podcast. Uh, they do they won't do one over in Texas. Wow. Okay, They've been nice. doing it now for about 15 years. They're like sort of not not one of the first like I wouldn't say they're one of the first podcasters because there's a lot of podcasters that were doing it, yeah. you know, and it's know, been a while. I guess it, 2007. I guess they've been doing there since 2012. So 10 years. That's good. Um, nice. They, along with some of the other people that have been doing it for a long time, if you read just like how to start a podcast, a thousand hours of podcast time is what a lot of those guys will say you finally know what you're doing wow i'm nowhere okay. near that yeah. joey but it's hey, a thousand hours been we're, hearing it's been great we're so right a good connection we're, we're almost at 100 though that's 100 big. episodes only which, 100 oh, 100 episodes 100, 100 episodes hours. oh yeah we're over 100 hours because we did a couple yeah. of long but a lot mm-hmm. of these actually it's probably about it's probably about, about that this, because we because did a couple some of them are like 20 episodes. minutes long other ones are 40 some of them are are there any hour plus episodes? Yes, I don't know there's a there couple are. of okay. them. Yeah, there's a couple yeah. hour plus, which are good. For, I like those. Um, but for the most part, you know, people like the shorter ones. Um, anyways, so Joey, this is the problem with having Joey on the podcast because Joey and I <laughs> will tangent can, and we'll chat. It's a lot of fun. It's We're great. both chatters. It's, it's um, something I miss. So this is very good. So Joey about. is part of the Spring Hills family in a unique way uh, because you were wait were you, you were born. 
not. I was actually not born. No, your into your brother hills. and sister were. Yes, right? they were. Okay, that okay. So I got that wrong. Sorry. I got I think oh for one came when my so I was born Catholic. Uh, my family my family was Italian, mm-hmm. and my dad was. The, you guys Catholic. are still Italian, right? We're still, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we are still Italian. But um, when I was about two, um, little kerfuffle happened at the church they were going to, and they didn't want to be a part of the Catholic Church anymore. I think they floated around for maybe. A year or so, maybe a little less, and my mom pushed us back, to, uh, pushed my dad back to go to church, and then I think we found Spring Hills, and I was probably like two or three at that time, but that's when I started actually like being part of the church. Right, I was like two or three, and then uh, so your brother would have been born around Just, that time. Yeah, so about when he was born is when we got into Spring Hills. And what's cool, your so. brother actually, if you are here on the weekends, you see Joey's brother because yes. he's His up name front. is Jordan. He's a cool guy. Not on the stage, but he's taking pictures of the stage. Mm-hmm. So he is walking around. He's one of the photographers and videographers that helps us out on the weekends. He's really passionate about it, and it's awesome that he's able to put his talents to use, his God-given talents to use. We love having Jordan ministry. back here, too. Like he, He'll hang out back here during <laughs> the pre-service meetings and stuff, and he's a, he's a nice presence to nice. have around. That's good. Um, so you've been here... Pretty much your your entire yeah. memory would yes. be of Spring Hills. Very you probably so. don't have a whole lot before that uh, as far as memories go. So you've got the unique, um, I don't know, I, w- I guess I would say you've got the unique perspective that you have seen uh, the church grow quite yes. a bit. You have been a part of different ministries. Mostly, though, you have helped in Jam Packed. Yes. And you've love, been doing that since love junior high? Uh, sixth grade. Sixth so grade. originally Jam So basically as soon as you were out of Jam Packed. Very much so. Yeah. I, I think I, uh, it was second to fifth. And it's been, it's been going through a lot of changes, but it's actually going back to second and fifth, which is wild. That was announced oh, it is. last week. Um, oh, so what are the first graders doing? Um, I think kindergarten first will be one. I Who's the name of the new elementary hire? She's super oh, Kendra. nice. Kendra. Yeah. She's fantastic. I need to interview Kendra because she's now yes, on staff. Yeah. I served with her the first time this week, my first week back. She is amazing. She's yeah. absolutely Kendra's fantastic. Great. She's going to be great for the role. Um, Ask her about bees. Ask her about bees. Yes, I'm okay. serious. Anybody like, here, if you know Kendra, um, like the bee movie or bees? no, just bees. Okay, she's very passionate about bees. I will it's very ask her about bees, and as soon as we're done here, she's got a great. She's got some great ideas for uh, for. I don't even know how to say this the 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 language to use with this, but some uh, some uh, extracurricular stuff for the school that has to do with bees. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? It's that's a little. Cool. You're, it's a little bit like uh, <laughs> it, that's a that's a unique. Yeah, that's you know, that's hobby. cool, and that that works great for like the elementary age. I don't know if she like. But wanted Biology to be a beekeeper jazz. at one point. I don't know. This isn't about Kendra though. This is about you. We'll <laughs> Tangent, talk to Kendra another time. Yes. Um, okay. So you, yeah, jam packed. It's uh, it's been going on for for a long time. We talked to Garrett Bruner a while ago on this. He doing is the similar also thing. an amazing part of the jam packed. All credit goes to him. He, he started serving. He's fantastic. so young yeah. too. Um, yes. Yeah. Garrett Bruner's like a little bit of a. So Garrett Bruner's a little bit of an all star mm-hmm. as far Very as like so. just serving. Like he he would all this stay stuff, up. All the stuff he did for you. Oh my gosh. For, like during during not, COVID. During COVID. During outside service when you yes. would be lightning. You'd be on campus. Lightning. And during nighttime. During the lightning. Me and him that's out on the stage oh, yeah. trying to grab the stuff off the stage during wild. the lightning. That's wild. Garrett and I have a unique bond. Yes. Uh, Garrett Bruner. That is Garrett Ward. Uh, not so much. <laughs> but, um, all right. Well, you, so let, let's talk about this. What is it about serving that you found a passion for? Because you do have a passion for yes. it and you do it not even just at church, but like even your job at Chick-fil-A that you had for a while while you were here. Are you working there again while you're here? Um, I'm trying to be part of the internship for okay. Spring Hills. Um, I've applied for that, see how that goes. And if I get enough hours going there, I don't want to work at Chick-fil-A. Sure. I'd rather yeah, work yeah. here fully. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But I do want to work a lot this summer, try to make some more money because mm. my, my pattern has been making money during the summer, 
live college and like try and serve where I can. Yeah, we and, should say that you yeah. are a freshman. You're just finished your freshman yes. year at Grand Canyon, GCU. Yes. Grand Canyon um, University, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, which has grown substantially it is in the last wild. 15 years. I've learned a lot of the history of it, and it is absolutely wild. I was recruited by GCU. To play basketball. Okay, now, that's big. That sound no. <laughs> it sounds good of, now. Yes, now that would be cool. <laughs> Back then, they were no good. It was before. <laughs> okay, it was dang. way before the big growth. Wow. Um, but they they were recruiting. I I probably would have been a fine stepping stone for yeah. them. <laughs> now I would never have been good enough to play for what they are now. But it was still it's still kind of fun to be yeah. like yeah you know G- GCU hey, wanted hey, me to play there. They weren't Division One at that point. <laughs> they were. They would come to CS uh, to Turlock. All the um, way down Turlock. So when I played my senior year in high school, they came to Turlock to play CSU Stanislaus. Oh, okay. And my high school was right down the street, and yeah. GCU had asked the the co- or asked the college if our varsity game could be before their uh their game against CSU Stanislaus. Wow. So we were like the JV game of the college game. That wow. That's and fancy. they did that because they were looking at me and one other guy on our team to recruit us. And so they came and they chatted with us, and then they got stomped on by CSU Stanislaus. Yeah. Which, at that point, CSU Stanislaus was even a place where I was like, I want to play somewhere better than this. Azusa, to put it in perspective, stomped on CSU Stanislaus. Okay. And so that's where I ended up with Azusa. A, a so hierarchy for it wasn't basketball. something that I was too excited about playing with GCU. I would have loved to say it now, though, to be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I played GCU. But anyways, um, let's go back to serving for a second. So serving uh, throughout the church and throughout the years, um, what is it about what what is about serving that you have a passion for and just the the excitement that you get because you are one of, one of the things that sticks out about you is you smile and you laugh and you have fun you're running around the campus with the kids you do so many things that you just enjoy so what is it about thank serving you. that gives you that excitement and passion um thank you for that uh I've loved being at church and I feel it's a massive part of my life in that um, it's given me like knowledge about God mm-hmm. and I've been poured into a lot. I have been poured into so much by my parents. They're amazing. They've grown, they've raised me in the way to love God. It's wonderful. And I've been poured into the church and the staff and any, all like volunteers, Garrett Bruni has poured into me so much that there's so much that I've been given. I want to give that out. I want to serve that as well. It's a balance of like, you're being poured into it's overflowing. It's overflowing very much. God's pouring into you and you want to pour out to others. So when I'm, when I have the opportunity to serve, I absolutely love it because mm-hmm. I feel like I've been so blessed and I get the opportunity to like bless others in that way. Um, kids are amazing. Love the heart of a child. Oh yeah, totally. That's, that's my goal. And my kids love you. It's wonderful. Yay. My kids They're love so you. much fun. I, Ky- I, well, Kyson doesn't know you as well. Maverick yes. loves you. Kyson's yes. only four now. Yes. So like he doesn't have a whole lot of, his memory is not there of when you hung out with them more when they were little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The, I knew them. As their kids, Maverick like is now one. Maverick is now in Jam Pack, so I could hang out with him, which is yeah. That's fun. why I was wondering yep. what's going to happen with because he's going into first grade. Yes, so I wasn't sure what what the change. I think was he'll still be part of Jam Pack. I don't know all the officials yet. That'll be a Kendra question. Um, but and then Kyson will be in kindergarten, so they'll be if the kindergarten and first are together. That's wild. That's yeah. wild. I know. Well, yes. they're two years apart, but because of where their birthdays are, yep. they're Maverick's really young for for a kindergartner and he's right now. Really old for. I'm sorry, Maverick's really old for a kindergartner right now. Kyson will be oh. really young. For a kindergartner next year, so Maver- Ma- Maverick, Maverick is September. He's a- very old for his group. Oh, gotcha. He's okay, literally gotcha. four days past the date. That's so rough. Four yep. days later, or if he was born is four days September? earlier, is he September? September fourth. Yep, nice. Four days earlier, he would be the youngest of the first grade group, yeah. but instead he's the oldest, which will be great for sports. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's going to be the huge Just, kid. Out my brother there. Justin. Uh, oh, I've I been have, hearing I have about three this. siblings: uh, Jordan, Justin, and Jillian. 
Justin, he's 12. He's a stud baseball he player. He is a stud baseball player, and he's taller than everyone. When I left for college in, like, last August, um, this guy was, he was, he was a little shorter. He, he's a little man. I'll call him little man. Um, he was shorter. He had a, like, lighter voice. And then I come back a little bit for Christmas, but I really come back now. He has grown, like, a foot taller. I know. His voice huge. is cracking and breaking. It's and funny because it I've, old, I've seen so him weird. this whole time, so, yep. like, it doesn't. But you're totally right. Like, it's a year wild. ago. I can picture them at even at Youth X. Yep. They came to Youth X. Much I think it was up. Youth X. Or maybe it was a motion night, whatever it was. Yeah. And he was much smaller. Now mm-hmm. and he's hitting home runs over he, thirty foot walls. <laughs> he had a double, he he had a double, a triple, and three RBIs in one game. Yeah. He is a, a star. And he's having so. fun with it, which is yeah, great. It's been great. But he's also in that. Joey, September do you age. get mad? About what? Anything. Um I just can't picture <laughs> I'm thinking about this and I'm like, I don't think I could picture you upset. Um, it's a good thing and a bad thing. I, if I do get upset about something or I see something that I don't like, I'll get a little quieter about it. And like, yeah, so that's something I've been working through, but I know my voice instead of the upbeat, yes, um, instead goes like more neutral and like, okay, I'm serious about this. I'm serious about this. I haven't seen the side of you yet. Yeah. I don't know if Um, I will either. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll take you off on the podcast. Definitely. Oh, of course. I'll say (laughs) something and you're going to get all worked up about it. Yes. Well, I love that you've served for as long as you have. And uh, you're someone that stands out to everybody on staff. And I think John, poor John sometimes, (laughs) uh, John Barrett, your dad, um, we compliment you so much. And I think he loves it. Don't get me wrong. But I think sometimes it almost puts him in an awkward position because it's, he's, it's, what do you say? Besides thank you. Drew, what yeah. do you say when everybody is just complimenting your kid over and over and over? And it, like your dad is a he he's very in touch with his emotions, yes, so he'll tear up. So. It, and he, so this poor really guy, does. we he's, say this stuff well, all the I time. Tear back. He's he's awesome. And as a Love dad myself, if my kids end up being like you, win. That is like, high that's, praise. Thank it you. is. That's I mean, Joey, we're, I'm Thank being you. serious about this. So, <laughs> anyways, now you ended up going to uh with all the serving that you've done, yes. you want you have a calling to go into yes, ministry. Very much Let's so. talk about what it's going to be like, your aspirations for ministry, yeah. what you're feeling called to, and we're going to talk about your mission trip in a minute, but um let's talk about this first of why you chose to study what you're studying. Yeah. Um so going to college initially, uh actually no, let's go to high school first. In high school, I had two ideas I actually started middle school. I, middle school, high school, I had two strong ideas for what I wanted to do in my life. One of them was um, aerospace engineering. I love oh. space. I was excited for it. I'm really good at science, really good at math. I, I, God has blessed me in that. It's wonderful. Or ministry. So the two very separate career Very paths. different, yeah. Um, and I was thinking about that a lot um, early high school. And I think probably junior year or like, like sophomore, junior year, I officially decided like, yeah, I love ministry. I love serving people. I love, I love serving. And that's what energizes me. That's mm-hmm. what gives me joy throughout life. And it's wonderful and fantastic. God gives me that. I want to serve my entire life. So I decided, yeah, I am going into ministry. Jun- uh, excuse me. Sophomore, junior year. Um, some of my friends didn't agree with it. They aren't Christians. So like, why would you, why would you do that? You're not gonna make money, that kind of thing. But it is so, so worth it. There's I'm a excited. bunch of, and I've talked to Caitlin about this too. And it's one of the triggers for me with, uh, me getting, um, I, I'm not, I'm not like when I asked you if you get upset. So I, I wear my emotions on my sleeve a little bit and I'm not overly emotional, but there are things that will really tick me off. And I'm, it is very obvious when I'm ticked (laughs) off. It's not, I don't hide it. Well, it's not that I just like, I'm not like always, I'm not like exploding or blowing up, but you can tell because if like, for example, in the green room, I just, I am joking around 
constantly. Yes. It's a constant thing back here where I'm constantly making jokes, being sarcastic, and we're laughing and we're it's fun, right? Mm-hmm. I hate negativity. Yes. If someone brings negativity into the green room, I don't have a whole lot of patience yes. for it. Yep. And all of a sudden the tone that I'll have when I'll tell somebody to like and I don't I'm not it's not like I'm a parent talking to a kid being like, <laughs> Hey, knock it off. Get off my lawn, that kind yeah. of thing. No. Um, it's more just like if I have a conversation with somebody, my tone will completely change. I do have a deep, deeper voice. And it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, my gosh, th- you're Whoa, being serious okay. right now. Yo. And yeah. sometimes I don't even notice how much of a jerk I can sound like. Mm-hmm. And so there's been times where I've said something to somebody and sweet Gerilyn will come up to me and be like, hey, you- I think you need to go apologize to them because that was really harsh. And I'll be like, oh, you didn't even dude, re- you didn't even I didn't even realize yeah. that. Thank you for telling me, and yeah. I'll go and talk to the person. Usually it's like, oh, we're fine, we're fine. Yeah. But I, I wear my emotions on my sleeve a little bit more. It's I don't know why I started you, talking about it's, this. It's all, uh, I don't even know either. It's my, still good my that brain. you apologize for it because um, even though it's a small thing I know like why. that. Yes. We'll my train back. of thought just came back. Good job. Um, even though it's a small thing that you're apologizing for, that's still a small thing that can get quote unquote like not rectified but like it can become a bigger deal it can become a bigger deal yeah Yeah, if you leave it unsettled it'll become a bigger deal over time but since you like apologize for it and you recognize that that heals a lot so my train of thought with that was you said your friends didn't really understand it i was going to say one of the things that triggers me getting kind of bothered or upset is when people don't see ministry as a real job yes now okay you're not going to get into ministry to make a bunch of money that's not and if you are getting into ministry to make money I, you're, I should question your calling because <laughs> if you're getting into ministry to make a bunch of money, you've got the wrong motives. Um, yes. You don't make a lot of money in ministry. Uh, I mean, I guess we go into the those big mega churches that have to gonna, make a ton, that. but we don't need to talk about that right now. Um, but when people will question if it's a real job and like, is it worth full-time yeah. money? Because also like, you guys put in so many hours. I remember you guys were talking about on the podcast, uh, you're talking with Erica. I think it was more Easter time. Like so it was Easter. It was Easter of COVID. Hours, 120 hours. Well, I think was it was that? 120 hours just of editing that video. That's, That's not even wild. counting the other things that oh they were doing. Wow. It was, it was unbelievable how many hours they put in for that. Yeah. And it's not that don't Insane. get me wrong. That's not every week, Yeah, but it happens. And because we all are called to do it, you're passionate about it. We and do it, it's and we're energizing about it. too. Like it will be tiring at the end of the week, but it's not like a tiring where oh my gosh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go back to work. No, like you're you're emotionally tired. You're just like you need a breather. You need a Sabbath. Sabbaths are great. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't take Sabbaths, take Sabbaths. Um, but after that 120 60 hour work week, then you actually get like break. You need and you're crash. revitalized yep. and you're ready to go. Yep. It's beautiful. So we do like Easter just ended and we do like that Monday after Easter, we're I'm all so and sad. we all we I'm take so Mondays sad off. I but missed Easter. Oh, it was, was great. By one week. Oh so bummer. Sad. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Easter was fun. It's nice to be back on. I mean, last yeah. year we had Easter on campus too, but it just felt a little more it it did not feel COVID y yeah. at all. Like it, it felt like we're back to normal and two years later, finally. <laughs> so, well, um, let's talk about your mission trip because, uh, we're talking about ministry. I don't know if you've got aspirations for, uh, for missions long-term, um, throughout your ministry, if that's something you're feeling led to. And I know sometimes you can, uh, end up being a pastor and missions is just something that you do every year. And that's just some pastors I know yeah. love to do that. They take a month and they go on a big mission trip or something. I don't know if that's something you're going to be doing. Um, oh, what you said, sorry, I was going to ask you, what area of ministry do you feel called to, do you think? Or do you um, not know yet? I want to work for Jesus. That's the, <laughs> that's the answer I've given every sure. time. But um, I'll talk about long-term ministry in a second, uh, mi- long-term missionary in a second. But um, 
I went to GCU for I was gonna I'm very conscious about spending I'm like spending a lot of money on college going into debt. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Um, GCU had a, had this great program called the Barnabas program, and it's a five year master's program. So oh, cool. I'll be going. I have three years for a bachelor's, two years for a master's, and the fifth year is scholarship. So it's a lot cheaper. I'm getting a master's degree in five years, paying for four years. You're getting your bachelor's and your master's in five in years. five years with yeah. the fifth being free. Buy yes. four, get one free. Yes, cool. <laughs> exactly. So um, I'm able to do that, and being in Arizona, very different than California. Sure, wild. Um, but being on GCU, I've gotten so many opportunities to do ministry and the, the pastor's program that I'm in has really helped me see like what I want to do. Um, I, the church I'm going to there is called Antioch. It's a great, great Mm -hmm. spot. I wanted to find a home church when I was in Arizona and they, um, they give a lot of mission missionary opportunities. They're a big missions focused, mission focused church and it's great. Um, I had aspirations in my first semester uh, I was, there was a missions week and I'm like, okay, wow, this is amazing. I do. I want to be a long-term missionary. I'm thinking about it. I was, I was legitimately thinking yeah. about it. And, um, I had the opportunity to go on a missions trip to, uh, Chula Vista. It is oh, a yeah. town South of San Diego, but North of Tijuana, Mexico. So like right on the border. And it was a short-term trip. It was probably, it was during spring break. It was five, five days, I think. And going on that, that was wonderful. That was mm-hmm. amazing and crazy. But at the end of it, I was exhausted. Yeah. It was a good exhausted, but I was really, really exhausted. It's draining. So, um, I do love going on mission trips. I don't know if I'll be best suited for like a long-term missionary. Um, because I But see if he lot. called you, you'd it, go. My, uh, a term that I've learned and I think I passionately agree with is my yes is on the table. You're yeah. already saying yes to God. You're ready to go. Yep. And then he'll send you wherever. So um, if he wants me to go, I will go. Will I'm it always be it. easy? No. No. Gosh, no. no. Oh, my goodness. And But that's the whole thing. I mean, jo- Jonah's a great example of that, right? <laughs> um, Very true. So doing ministry, yeah. do you have an area that you're more focused on? Kids ministry, right now, uh, I've done what, it all That's what I I've, figured. Yeah, I've done it my entire life, and um, I'm trying to do the internship at uh, Spring yeah, Hills, yeah. which I'm excited for this summer. Um, and in that, I don't know. Yeah, the I, other segment I'm, that today that it were, um, be on this podcast is Two of the interns yeah, that are the, current right now, yeah. Jake and Grant. Jake and Grant, yeah. They're, they're amazing. They're great. Um, but i talking with Kiki, and I don't know if I want to do more like like full-on jump into kids' ministry for the church, for the internship, or if I want to like more explore different aspects of ministry and how ministry runs. Have you um, done any kind of teaching or anything yet outside of the kids' ministry, like with not yet, small no. groups or anything? Uh, actually, yes. Um, kind of kids, but I led a, I co-led a small group with John Knapp. Um, oh, that's right. Middle school boys. And that was an amazing, amazing time. It's That was like an age group. Middle school and high schoolers, they're they're wild. They're <laughs> fun. Um, I don't... Yeah, I was a youth pastor I, for when, eight years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, when I was a high schooler, I didn't like high schoolers that much because yeah, yeah. Like, I was a little more mature for my age. Um, oh, were you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, thank you, Jesus, for that. Uh, but I didn't like it as much, but now, like now that I'm more past that, I can see the need that's there. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. So I don't know what I can do, but I do have a very clear thing from God that a lot through a lot of prayer being like, okay, God wants me to be a teacher, but not like a teacher, like in school, a teacher of the word, Mm -hmm. either like that, um, they talk about talking about spiritual gifts and there's like the different roles associated to, um, different people in the church and teacher is one of them. If you have the gift of like, teaching, teach. 
Yes, exactly. Yep. So that's, I don't know how I'm going to let that play out yet, but that is what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I feel like I've got the, I have the gift of teaching, nice. but I haven't tapped into it a whole lot. Um, sorry, they had me speak at first Wednesday, like yeah. I told you. And it's one of those things where now they'll put me on the weekend in a couple months. And that is wild. That's amazing. The, the tough part of that has been mostly not because it hasn't been any kind of like resistance or anything. It's just been my job is to do the music. And we've got other people that have the gift of teaching that are doing the teaching. So it hasn't been a, uh, a quote unquote need. Yeah. Um, with, uh, with Brett going to be gone for a while, they, I did a little just bit more hear of a need. about that, which is wild. I'm very happy for him. He's going on sabbatical. That yes. is extremely important. Yeah. And if, if, if you don't that know what sabbatical wild. is, it's something with pastors. Um, it's, you know, he's never taken one in 30 years, but really? pastors, what? yeah, never oh, taken thought, a sabbatical. Huh. It was supposed to nine years ago and it just ended up not being a good timing. Gotcha. Okay. And so he pushed it for nine years. <laughs> um, <laughs> so sabbatical is just, uh, like my dad was a pastor too. Yeah. And every 10 you years, planted a church together. Yes. Planted a church with my dad. Every 10 years, uh, cert- I mean, I guess it depends on the church and depends on, you know, yeah. what the, it, it's the pastor's choice. Sometimes other, ch- other times the churches will force him to. Rick Warren took a sabbatical for a full year to write Purpose Driven Life. Wow. Um, so some pastors take a much longer one. Brett's doing one for three months. And the, uh, the goal of a sabbatical is to, the, the, uh, the pressure that's on a, a teaching pastor mm-hmm. is the spiritual warfare. Yes, um, I mean, strong. the enemy really comes after you. Very true. And it's uh if week to week i mean every week he's doing it and sometimes twice a week sometimes three times a week depending on what we have going on you know uh, i mean easter week good friday easter it's there's a lot happening back then he's got back, yeah. first wednesday next week we've got this big thing coming up this sunday i mean it's just a huge thing and it's week to week for him so um it's great for pastors to be able to step away he'll do and the goal is for for pastors usually to uh not just like go on a three-month vacation like he's still going to be around yeah um but it's to uh, it's really to recharge, and he'll do a lot. I mean, he'll do a lot of reading, and mm-hmm. it'll just be it's it's time to it's time to recharge and fill. You know, you're talking about being poured into. Yeah. Sometimes with senior pastors, you're, you're pouring, pouring out, out so out much, completely. you've got to be poured into. So, yes. um, sabbaticals are uh, great for pastors, and they're really they're really important. Uh, it is very different for him. Like, I would not take a sabbatical. That kind of pressure just isn't on me to yeah. where I feel like that's needed. Um, I think senior pastors, teaching pastors, it's just, it's where it's very different. Um, let's talk about your mission trip. So yes. you, uh, I think just last week, right? It, yeah. So, it? um, I, am, I'm going to France. I'm going to Paris with, um, my church Antioch in, in Arizona with, uh, uh, about 12 college students from GCU and then two leaders. We're going to Paris and we will be there from June 10th to the 20th. What I are announce, you guys doing? Um, we will be serving a, um, primarily our primary job, a primary job of all short-term missions is to serve the long-term missionaries that are there. Yeah. Long-term missionaries are an amazing, amazing aspect of missions work that a lot of times make it overlooked because Mm -hmm. the short, uh, when people go on missions trips, they go, they serve, they have their amazing time and then they leave and they're done. Uh, long-term missionaries help arrange those times and help short-term missionaries know where to go to truly and like, they build the uh, relationships wow. yeah that that are they build the relationships yeah. so, so when, when the short-term missions go there's a relationship there already yes so uh also when short-term missionaries go and they if they get people to come to christ or they plant seeds long-term missionaries will go after they're gone and um grow god grows water the seeds, but they water them yeah so it is absolutely wild but yeah. on this trip uh we will be serving the long-term missionaries missionaries that are there and they run a series of house churches in the area oh cool um i think it's like 14 or 15 house churches in paris in paris so it is a big big ministry um 
which I'm really excited about. So primarily serving there and then doing evangelism as well throughout the day, going to different areas of Paris. Luckily, that area that we're going to, um, there's a lot of English speakers. Oh, good. So I was going to ask be, about the language. If you yeah. if you know any French or anything, I do not. I'm going to try some du- Duolingo. We uh, do have a, a fluent French speaker on staff. Ashley. What? Yeah, she's I fluent. Did, I did not know that. Yeah. Good job, Ashley. Oh, yes. Okay. Fancy. Yeah. Her kids are getting pretty good at it too because they go to the French school. Oh, I forgot about the, the French yeah. charter school. Yeah. yeah. Nice. No, no Ashley's fluent. It's kind of funny when you start to hear her speak because the, the accent changes. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, sorry. That's uh, <laughs> side note. Sorry. My French accent. Um, so what was it that this mission trip, was it, yes. was this the only one that was available that the church is doing or what was it about this one that drew, drew you to it? I originally was going to go to Egypt. This oh my gosh. Yeah. I want to go to Egypt. I was going to Cairo, Egypt and learn, learn a lot about Muslim culture and how more like an underground church works because, yeah. uh, Christianity is more like there are a lot more rules against it in mm-hmm. Egypt. I want to go um, to Egypt so bad. I'm I'm definitely going to be going. It's, it sounds amazing. But that was going to be the same day as June 10th to 20th. But the process to apply was, for me personally, um, I am a bit of a procrastinator. And mm. I pushed it quite a bit. Um, so that is on Wait, me. and Paris was still available? And Par- So I learned about the Paris I would feel like Paris as, would be the first one to go. <laughs> uh, it Especially was, college students. Yeah, Paris! It was through two different... Um, it was through two different groups. One of them was a GCU group uh, through like a, I think they're called Salt Next Gen Ministries. They're an amazing, amazing company. They're doing amazing work. Um, but I pushed the envelope a little bit on that one and I did not uh, necessarily apply in time or like get all the paperwork done. It was getting a lot more rushed. But while I was doing all that, while I was trying to rush it and trying to push it myself, um, this spot opened up for the Paris trip for through Antioch, um, the church that I'm going to in Arizona. And they needed more guys on the trip. Ah. So, uh, GCU, um, it's a lot of lot of it's a lot of it's a female population, and then it's like a small mix of guys. But it's like four to one, right? It's like three to one, four to one, three yeah. to one. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's Christian universities. I think are always that. I did not know that. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh fancy. That's why. <laughs> that's why. Uh, if you if for Christian guys, if you want to get married, go to a Christian ring university. By find spring. a good Christian go ring it's, by spring. That's right. That's a story I can share. Woo. Well, we'll get uh, into that again. Well, maybe not today. Yeah, I do want to hear about this, that right. though. Yes, I'd love to talk about it. Um, but they had a lot of girls going on the trip, not a lot of guys. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we need guys to go on this trip. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Um, it was after the due date had passed, but I asked one of the leaders, or I, think I asked Aiden. I asked Aiden, like, hey, can I still try and like work on this trip? This sounds amazing. Uh, I don't know why it's on my heart right now, but I want to try to see if I can do it. And they moved heaven and earth to get me onto this. Awesome. Like, um, they helped me. If a lot. that's not confirming to yes, you, yes, it was absolutely wild, and it all fell into place really, really nicely. A, th- a no- pattern that I've noticed for my life is that stuff can work out really, really nicely, and I don't know why. Like, well, I do know why. Yeah, but you I, do. D- I didn't do anything to do it. Right. It just. It just worked out. That, that happened like going to GCU. It just worked it's out. It's a miracle. It, it's a miracle. It's, it's miracles. So. Yeah. And when I see that stuff happen, I'm like, oh, I should take notice of that. And that's God saying, hey, do this. Um, and that worked out for. Paris. And you got funded in how many days? I announced um, like I was doing this, and I did like the little Instagram post with my little letter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what day it was. About like less, Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. Less than a week later. I was fully funded. Wasn't it like four days? It was like because I mean, I text you maybe like Thursday or something. Because yeah. I I text your dad mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, can I share this on my page? Yes, and, and I, I did read that. That is beautiful. That was fantastic. Thank oh, you yeah. so much for You're that. Welcome. That really meant a You're lot. Welcome. That really meant a Thank lot. It's from Thank the you. heart. Thank you. For but that. what I was going to say was, I 
so being a youth, I was yeah. in ministry. My first fusion ministry, I had to, I had to uh, raise support. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and that was how a lot of times when you're getting started in ministry at smaller churches, that's churches can't afford to yeah. hire people, so you raise support to work full time ministry, right? Yeah. And I know, I know raising raising money for any kind of ministry. It's tough. It's For not me, easy to it's do. It's really, really tough because I want to be like, I don't want to be a burden on people. Right. Um, and I feel like if I started like asking for money, I'd be more of a burden, but it is truly a need. And I was going to do a few calls beforehand. I was going to call like some of my family, um, but I had posted it. I was going to do more calls than the following day. But then I saw just so much giving happen the first day the second day. I mean, the, I think we, we went on, I don't even know, third day or something mm-hmm. like that, and you were already like 80%. I was yep. like, oh my gosh, yes. dude, this is, I mean, that's <laughs> awesome. Absolutely, absolutely wild. So I'm going to, I want to thank like everyone who did that. If, if you guys are listening and you helped me out with the trip, thank you so much for that. I know some people from Stephen Ministry, yeah. they um, they supported, they threw in some money. Um, people that I've known from the past, uh, Karen, if you're listening, Karen is fantastic. She uh, served me. She was a Karen, an, another uh, another Spring Hills team all star. Yes, she also she's amazing. She served uh, in middle school a lot, and she was like my leader, and she helped me out with some money too. Thank you, Karen. Um, but I want to do like personal thank yous to everyone because the the funding that I got from that is absolutely wild, and again worked out really yeah. nicely. God's blessed me in that way. And he's allowed this trip to happen. It's confirming. It's an absolute miracle. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's great. That's awesome, dude. So what are you looking forward to the most with this trip? Um, Going to Paris. That's pretty cool. Obviously. But uh, that's more like the touristy side. Are you going to get to do any of that? Like go to the go to the Eiffel very, Tower. Very, very little. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's just not the time to go do we'll, it. We have a lot of time. We have a lot of opportunity to serve, and we don't want to waste that time. Yep. So we do. We probably make it like maybe half a day of more touristy jazz, but a lot of it will be serving, which I'm. I'm all yeah, in for that's what you're going for um one of the main reasons i am going that i'm excited about is paris and france uh france is a post-christian nation po- it's a post-christian culture um uh, everyone there a lot of people in europe the entirety of europe um they feel they don't need jesus mm-hmm. they don't need any spirituality jazz they can do it on their own they don't they don't have a need for it and that is where america is going um i've seen a lot more of that uh especially in sonoma county we see it a lot we see it very front and center, and that is it's going through the entirety of America where they people don't feel they need Jesus. Mm-hmm. They don't need anyone to support them. They can do it themselves. Um, and I'm excited to go to Paris because I'm going to learn how to evangelize to people with that mindset. Right. I'll be, I'll be, it'll, help, it'll help me if I want to evangelize um, here, if I want to uh, do a church here, if I want to serve in church here. Mm-hmm. That is that's a wonderful thing to know. So um, seeing a uh, going to a post Christian nation already and be able to take that and serve um, America in that way and right. like Sonoma County in that way, Phoenix in that way is wonderful. Have you so you're obviously you're you kind of t- touched into uh, or tapped into what you're hoping to learn here, which is yeah. which is evangelizing. Is there anything else that you're looking forward to learning? Like, are you is mission something you want to learn more about missions and how it works and the that kind of deal, or is it Mostly just uh, kind of confirming that God's sending you on this trip to learn how to reach out to people and share Jesus. I think it's definitely, God has definitely confirmed it for me. Like, hey, this is an opportunity for you to learn how to share Jesus. And I think it all, it'll also help me in um, the area of fundraising because that's very important for ministry if I'm doing more mission trips in the future. And out of your comfort that. zone. Yeah, and out of my comfort zone. This is my first missions trip out of, out of the United States. I was going to go on one like senior year of high school, but... COVID. COVID. Yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> yes. um, 
Uh, so I couldn't, didn't get to do that. And now I do get to. And I, sometimes I feel like late on the ball because a lot of people at Antioch have been doing mission trips like their whole life, even yeah. as, as like kids, which is wild and amazing. Um, so I feel like I'm like quote unquote late on the ball, but God's been providing God directs it. Yeah. And it works great. Yeah. We did missions trips growing up. Um, you know, my, my church did Mexico and did, uh, we went to McLeod, California up past, uh, up by Shasta. And that was a great trip just for my own, um, you know, the, the, it, it teach, it really teaches you the, uh, the purpose of serving because that town up there, it's very, very like it's one of those small towns that really suffered from a bigger town gotcha coming in and and better schools and that kind of thing and people moved away and it was like all these small tiny houses mostly uh mostly older folks retired people um or people with vacation homes Mm -hmm. you know not a huge community as far as like the school was like the i think with the junior year we went there their high school was shut down oh and it's just like an empty campus and it was i mean it was just sad like you go there and it's just like there's just nothing here and it this town just felt like it was you know just dwindling away yeah and uh, so we go there we would go there every summer and uh you learn just the this first of all the sacrifice of your own comfort of being like you're sleeping very true now there's a little tiny church there but we're sleeping in this basically this uh this tiny little sanctuary mm-hmm. probably fits like 60 people so this little sanctuary sleeping on the floor you wake up super early you go and you chop firewood and you, wow. uh, yeah, you, I mean, pull weeds and wash windows and it's just, and it's all these older folks that can't do it themselves. And that was the, the ministry there. Now there's a bunch of families there too. We would put on at the end of the week, we'd do this big carnival, nice. kind of like extravaganza. Yeah. Like we used to do like games and, and face painters and stuff like that. Do this big carnival and do a big gospel message to the families that are still around That's there. very good. But it was a missions trips when you're a kid. I mean, I was very fortunate to do that. I did not want to do it. I didn't want to go. Um, my friends, the first year I went, my friends weren't going. So I didn't, I was just like, I don't want to be here. And then I go. And of course, some of the people on the trip become some of my best friends because you yep. just, you bond over that. And uh, so, yeah, there's people that are, were on that trip that became probably for my entire high school life. Now we all move away and you don't, you lose touch a little bit. We get Facebook and Instagram and stuff to be able to stay in touch, but you don't stay super close. But, um, yeah, mission strips are amazing to be able to not only just for your, uh, for the people that you're going to, but it really does a lot to build your own, uh, your heart for service and your heart for sacrifice. So I'm excited that you get to do that. I don't know. I mean, France, I don't know that that's a big one for, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like I hate flying. That's my thought right now. I can't, I can't imagine flying over there. Like, say I want to go to Egypt. Gotcha. I don't know that I'm ever going to get there because I that, cannot stand no, to what? fly. Not even for like once in a while. We flew the last time I was on a plane, we flew to Vegas okay. for a conference okay, nice. um, at central church okay. um, in Henderson. And it's an, oh, it's an hour, an hour long flight. And I was just like a wreck. But- Wait, uh, I know a lot of people, um, they, if they have a fear of flying, it happens a lot in the beginning and the end. Even in the middle, does it does it scare you a bit? Yeah. Uh, it's irrational. It's okay, completely gotcha. irrational. What it is, is it's I'm bothered by the the logic of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to you me that we're flying. You are in a metal tube. Mm-hmm. And it does not make sense metal, to me. With metal and I am in zero control. I have no end. control. I think that's an, yep. I'm a bad passenger in a car because oh, I'm not yeah. in control. 
So I think it has to do with the control factor and just the logic because I'm Jesus, take not that smart. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I am not an aerospace engineer. <laughs> I don't understand how we are flying in this gigantic machine. Engineering stuff does blow up. And how it's still, just it's supposed wonderful. to be just safe. It just doesn't make sense. Anyways, uh, again, not not supposed to be the topic of this podcast. <laughs> but um, So you we talked about if you have any desire to be uh, look into long-term missions um, and just what you're doing with the short-term missions. But uh what was it about, so we, you talked about GCU a little bit. What was it about, um, I mean, I kind of asked this question, what was it about serving in ministry that stood out to you to, to decide missions trips was a good way to, I don't want to say start your ministry because you've kind of been doing ministry already, but like as a way to, let's say start your ministry because yeah. you're, you're after your freshman year, it's kind of the first big thing. Now you might do the internship, you said. Yes, I'm excited um, for that. But it's kind of the first thing that you're doing in ministry after your first year of college when you've been studying ministry. Yeah. So what was it about the missions trip? Um, I think it was just, it was an opportunity to, I talked about it like, it's it's uh, knowledge that I can take, it's ministry experience that I can take and put that back into serving in Phoenix okay. in California. Yeah. And that's the... I think that's probably one of the main reasons I'm doing it yeah. is because I'm able to serve uh, the long team that's there. I'm able to learn from them. I'm able to learn how to min- uh, how to do ministry in more of a hostile area. Yeah. And it is, I think it's the main thing. Which can be yeah. Sonoma County sometimes. Which, yeah, very much I so. mean, it's different here than other places. And mm-hmm. I mean, even in California, there's some some more um, Bible Belty areas, yep. which where I'm from is more of a, so many churches in the Central Valley. I drove Valley. past it. It was fun. You drove past Turlock? Yeah. Oh, when? Kind of. Well, going up the I-5. Was over like kind oh, of Turlock. Turlock. Yeah, Turlock doesn't go the I-5. Yeah. You got to go 99. We, we were going to go 99, but then we like, I don't 99 I is terrible. I-5, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. It's like Bakersfield to Fresno is the most boring, just wasteland of a drive. Woo. It's so terrible. It's um, definitely less wasteland than SoCal and Mojave Desert and Phoenix. So. Right, yeah. Mojave Desert's not exactly a... A fun fest to <laughs> drive through. But um, anyways, uh, well, cool, man. I think we'll, uh, I'm going to bring you on here. We've talked a little bit. I'll figure out exactly what I'm bringing you on for. But we did mention The Chosen. Yes. Um, oh, which man. I love I think it'd be fun show. to do just like, like to go through the episodes. We've yep. got, a, so I've interviewed the guy from, you've listened to the podcast. It, so I've interviewed twi- Justin a few times. three times? I think three now. Three times. This is wonderful. Justin, and it's fun. Justin's kind of become like a buddy of mine. Like I, he's <laughs> nice. a big Mat- Minnesota Timberwolves fan. Wow, okay. Nice. And so like the Minnesota Timberwolves yep. are having a pretty good season. Yep. So I've been just texting him, just being wow. like, hey, this is cool, man. Your team's doing great. And he's just like, I know. Fingers crossed. Wow. It's been a lot of fun. That is, so that's it's, big. Been, that's awesome. it's been cool that he's a, Let's go. So I could just text him and just say, hey, you want it? Because they're about to start filming season three. They haven't um, started filming it yet. Well, oh, they're going to they do. They just got fully funded. They're, well, think. they did the Christmas episode, so yeah. that kind of put it off a little bit. Gotcha. Um, but then a lady that goes to our church, um, she did one of the like she was helping funding. Oh, the, and she did the amount that you get to be in the show. So she gets to go be That's part of the wild. feeding of the 5,000. That's wild. Isn't that cool? That is so cool. So uh, she does that, I think, around the same time you're on your mission trip, sometime in June. Nice. So okay. I'll have to bring him on. But yeah, maybe we do a, a little, um, I don't know, review, discussion. There's a couple other people we could probably bring on and just talk about. Because I think there's there's a lot of stuff uh, that's been really fun to talk to people about with that. Because there's, first of all, my own opinion about this is probably differing from um, probably a large chunk of people. I think that what they're doing and how they're doing it is perfect. I don't think I would change anything about the show. And I understand the reasons why some people would say, well, maybe they shouldn't do this and this and this. Yeah. It's not that I think that that doesn't make sense. 
I think that what they're doing is the perfect way to do this. And I've been, I told Justin this on one of the podcasts where I was just like, look, what you're doing is re- you're making, it's not just a good, it's not just a good Christian show. It's a it's really a good, good show. show for anything. The quality of it? Like the, the cliffhangers at the end of the episodes. I mean, <laughs> if you took away the importance of the story and just went as a story, like the importance of the story as far as like yeah. Jesus, the gospel. Jesus, you know. Um, and just made this a, a standalone story of something that maybe was fictional. This is a great show. Yeah. The thing is, it's not fictional. Now, some of it is, is could have been this way. Yeah. We don't know for sure. We don't know the whole relationship in season one with Nicodemus. We don't know that much about Nicodemus. So. I saw a funny comment. Someone said, "On the, so there's the Chosen app. You guys watch it on the Chosen app. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it still has Nicodemus as like the front character. And it's because he's Nic- the most well-known actor. Yeah, which is wild. But also Nicodemus, the character, kind of like phased out of the show a little bit, especially for season two. Um, well, he's not in season two at all. Yeah, but he's coming back. He's, spoiler alert for the gospel, but he's one of the people who um, like bury Jesus with mm-hmm. Joseph of Arimathea, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and people are like, oh, why is he still on the, the cover if he's not in the season? There are he's ways away back. from that, and they don't he's know that back. they're going to get Eric to do it again. <gasps> so Eric is an interesting story okay. because Eric is big-time yes. actor. I, like my friend theater. Matt, he, did, he knew of the actor. Yeah, he's, he's, like, in, he's in The Mummy. He's in Mr. Deeds. Like he's he's a goofy character in Mr. Deeds wow. with San, the Sandler movie, and then he's in the Mummy. He's a a big character in the Mummy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been in a ton ton yeah. of stuff, but uh, he's also a big theater actor, done mm-hmm. a lot of Shakespeare and stuff. Um, but he got so tired of the 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 whole Hollywood Jazz, vibe yeah. and the whole scene that he basically, essentially, he was retiring from acting because he didn't want to be around it anymore. Wow. The uh, Dallas Jenkins son was when he was casting the show, he's the one that suggested Eric be Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Yeah. And so they talked to Eric. He wanted to do it. He ended up coming through and there's a really cool clip when they wrapped season one and it was his last scene of him thanking everybody. And this is a guy who now remember not everybody involved in the shows and yep. actors and, and crew are Christians. There's non Christians involved in the show. Yes. In the process. Now the writing and everything that's all Dallas uh, and Dallas his and, writing and team. a couple he's got a couple of buddies that they do that with. But Eric does this big kind of long speech about how he's been in film for 50 years, 60 years, whatever it's been. I don't know how old he is. Um, And he'd never worked with a crew and a cast so kind and so welcoming. And for somebody who was literally getting tired of the Hollywood vibes and then going and making something that's not attached to a studio and just having people there that love Jesus, just build a relationship with this guy, like huge. For him to to be to experience, especially as a guy who Hollywood for fifty years, you know. Yep. So yeah, I hope he comes back. That I would, would think be he would. Awesome. But I mean, we're probably I think se- season seven would be would that where that end. would be, and we're not even at season three. So true. Anyways, awesome. all right, Joey. We'll uh, we'll talk more about stuff like that at another time. <laughs> Again, Joey and I can chat for days. It's great. Um, thanks for coming on, man. And uh, we're gonna hear from Jake and Grant, the, the current two of the current Spring Hills interns. Hi, Jake. Uh, Hi, Grant. They've uh they've already fil- recorded their oh nice their bit so um, I'll just tap that onto the back of this uh and then Jenna and, and uh, Caitlin the other two interns already did one as well a couple weeks ago which you probably heard I did hear that one so and that was the other interns yeah. anyways all right Joey thanks man appreciate it thank you very much today I am gonna do a little uh, team highlight here and we've got two guests from our internship program uh, a few weeks ago we had Jenna and Caitlin on talking about Elevate. This week, this is Grant and Jake. Uh, Jacob, 
You're Jacob in Jake. your email address. I am, but I go um, to Jake. So Jacob, I'll do, I'm going to call you Jacob now. That'll be fun. Oh, great. Um, so Jacob and Grant. Is it Grantub? No, no just, just, just Grant. Grant. Yeah, we can just keep uh, So <laughs> they, these guys are both here uh, as part of the internship program. And uh, I'm going to just interview them a little bit today about their, their role here at Spring Hills, what they're involved in, and uh, hear a little bit about their, their testimony and the things that, uh, that they're involved in at the church and how you guys are helping out. So first of all, uh, let's just start. Grant, let's start with you. So just tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell, actually, tell everybody. There's everybody. millions Hello. of listeners. Wow, there's so no, many millions. people in this room. Um, oh, is your headphones okay? Yeah, yeah. They're, all right. I hear myself. Okay, great. It's kind of different hearing yourself. Yeah, it is yeah. weird. I'm used to it, so I talk a lot, and I can hear myself all the time. So, yeah, Grant, tell us about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm uh, on the video production team here, and I guess the photo production, too. And I've grown up in the church, pretty much. I, I grew at up, Spring Hills? No, not at Spring Hills. I grew up at Santa Rosa Bible oh. over in Rica Valley. Oh, yeah, I was, play basketball over there yeah. until COVID. Oh, man. But I, I, I did that basketball thing there, too, actually. But Were you playing when I was playing? I don't know. When was this? I mean, was, I, was long. I, I started playing there in 2017 and played until COVID. Oh, the man. No, I was, I was before that. Different. Oh, okay. You what? I think the age difference is a little different. Well, I know, but it's the guys down there. There's 90-year-olds down there. Well, not 90. Okay, there's 60-year-olds down there playing. Okay. So, yeah. And there's some high school kids and stuff, too, so I don't know. My dad tore his ACL in that league. Wow. Who's your dad? Uh, his name's Eric Tracy. Same last name. Eric Tracy. Yep. I wonder, there's a... Is he a big dude? No. Nah. Oh, okay, because there's a dude. there's a guy named Eric down there that's he he would probably be the age of your dad or so, but that's probably not him then. Yeah. He's a big guy. He's Dang. like six seven. Wow, yeah, no, my dad's not your dad. Six foot. Okay, yeah. So you grew up uh, going to church, Santa Rosa Bible. Yep, I went to Rincon Valley Christian in in middle school. I was homeschooled up until then. Uh, Santa Rosa Christian for a little bit until it closed. How old are you now? Twenty one. Okay, be twenty two in a you know a little bit. We can cut that. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to be talking about my birthday. No, that's, that's fine. Right. You can talk. No, I'm not going to cut it either. Who, who cares? I like about keeping my the raw stuff in. No one cares. Guys, Grant, Grant is going to be 22 soon. Taylor Ooh. Swift is going to be excited, but that's oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually going to listen to that song every day for a year straight. Just like everyone else has in the last yeah. 10 years. It's going to be yeah. great. I but, think when, uh, let's see, that I don't know. When I turned 22, that wasn't around yet. No, it wasn't around. I'm old. Never mind. I'll, t- I'll cut that out, too. Not being <laughs> now old. you got to no, leave that in. in. I'll keep it all in. I like keeping stuff like that in. All right. Uh, so you, you're 21, 22. What brought you to Spring Hills? Uh, we Well, I left Rinkin Valley Christian in middle school to go to Windsor High. And then after that, we were kind of looking for a new church and just found ourselves here. My parents started going here, and then I started going with them. And then that was in 2014. Okay. So I've been here for a little bit. Okay. So now you're schooling. You were at Windsor High. Where'd you go? To, did you go to school afterwards? Uh, yeah, I've gone to the JC a little bit. I'm almost done. I'll be finishing up here pretty soon. I just have two classes. And what's the next step for you? Uh, Not sure yet? Just start working probably. I, oh, okay. I was going to go to get a bachelor's of fine art, but I just don't feel like going in debt that much for an <laughs> art, art degree. It just feels like a waste of money. I am, uh, I'm 34 years old and at the end of this year, I will be done with my student loans. Yeah. So <laughs> 12 years after I graduated from, wait, 12 years? 11 years after I graduated from college, I will be done paying off my student loans. So great. Sounds hard. Oh man. It's, I mean, the fact that, I don't know. Well, we, we, we'll do student loan podcast next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Next right, week. Yeah, okay, yeah. Jake, let's talk about you for a minute. Jacob, 
Um, tell us about yourself. You're 19, right? Yeah, I'm 19. Yeah, okay. So you uh, tell us about your upbringing and, and how you came to Spring Hills. So I'm actually, like, I grew up and I wasn't a Christian. So my family, I'm the only Christian in my family. Um, it's kind of weird living at home and being the only Christian with those values. But I grew up in Kelseyville, so up in Lake County where all of us weird hillbillies live. But um, grew up there. Uh always felt something missing kind of. And so I made my way through a couple different churches and a couple different religions. Uh, my dad calls himself a Catholic. So I got plugged into that church a little bit up in Kelseyville, just the Catholicism and all that. Didn't really fit it. Didn't really like it. Uh, moved to being a Mormon for a while. Oh, interesting. Out. Oh yeah. That's we, so right before you guys came in here, I'm doing a podcast series with Garrett Ward. Do I have the book? No, he took the book um, about other religions. Mm-hmm. And so we're going through a book called, uh, But Don't All Religions Lead to God? And what we're going to end up doing after we go through the book is go through some specific religions, uh, Judaism, Mormonism, Catholicism, and talk about what uh, what the, the things the things that are different from those religions to, I mean, Mormonism, talk to a Mormon, they would still call themselves a Christian, I think. Yeah. Um, so you, uh, what's the difference there then? So. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about those things. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, 100% going through being a Mormon for a little while and just finding out, like, uh, you can't really call yourself a Christian if you're a Mormon. Um, it's kind of hard. And then I was big in wrestling uh, growing up. That's I'm, like, a third-generation wrestler, so that was just, like, my life. I was on a mat before I could even walk. And so— Do you have the messed up ears? I do. I have cauliflower ears. Yeah, great. it's great. I love it. Um, but— What causes that? Just getting pounded. So my two freshman- weeks. Two weeks from now, we're doing a podcast on cauliflower ears. Really? <laughs> oh, sweet. Mormon is the star. cauliflower ears. Is it because just the holds and stuff? Yeah. So I didn't wrestle with headgear and stuff. I was. It's like not cool to wrestle with headgear. And so my freshman year, the I was the varsity guy, the freshman on varsity, and so they all held me down and took their turns just punching me yeah. in the ear. And then the cartilage like breaks sports. down and just fills up with pus and blood and hardens. So. Great. It's awesome. I, it's not cool to play hockey with a face mask, and now I'm missing four teeth. There so. you go. That's it's same. <laughs> I'm not thing. missing them; they're just fake. Yeah. yeah. Um, Can you wear like normal headphones? The one with like any no earphones? earbuds Dang. don't fit. Only AirPods. I, I got to see this. Pull the headphones off. Uh, this because you got long one. hair, so you can't really see your ears as much. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. So yeah, we love having cauliflower ears. Yeah, everybody listening to this, go Google cauliflower ears. Oh, yeah. Mine's not that bad, thankfully, and it's in the inner part, so you can't really see it, but earbuds don't work. It's There's that video of uh, Kimbo Slice hitting that guy in the ear, and it just pops it. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Yeah. Welcome um, to the Spring Hills Podcast. (laughs) We're going to talk about popping cauliflower ears today. Oh, yeah. Oh, countless times I had to drain it, too. That's great. Yeah, Yeah, this is all good information for everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Um, this, to be, to be honest, I like keeping this stuff just because this is what podcasts are. You just, yeah. Uh, cool, man. So you, uh, what brought you to Spring Hills then? You went from Catholicism, Mormonism. Yeah. And then, so, so wrestling was the key. There's, uh, there's a guy here named Ken Coburn. Uh, he was my coach throughout high school and he started the Spring Hills Wrestling Club here. If anybody doesn't know, Spring Hills is a wrestling facility. It's like the best in Northern California. It's legit out there it is beyond legit it is amazing they it's did the a great job best facility in northern california in my opinion and so if you drive onto campus there's the so our campus obviously just looks like a bunch of metal buildings <laughs> so it's the one if you uh, if you come in it's the it's called building d you'll see a big sign on it this is building d it's the one over by the little house looking thing which is our office area um but there's the the building there and sometimes if you drive on midweek you'll see the big bay doors open yep. and you can see the wrestling room but if they're shut it just looks like a garage yep, uh, pretty but much. inside there is this uh, legit 
wrestling facility. A little hidden gem. Ken, uh, my kid does the one on Mondays. Oh, nice. And he loves it. And Ken's great, great with the kids, too. Oh, yeah. So that's what brought you here, though. Yeah. So cool. he started uh, plugging me into coaching and stuff because I kind of, like, hit my line of competition. I'm debating on whether I'm going to go compete again or not, just with COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. But they started plugging me into coaching and stuff. And then one thing led to another. I got st- started getting plugged in with John and just a couple of the people serving on the weekends and then just started coming here. And then I actually gave my life to Christ fully. And like, it was like six months ago. Oh, right on. I got baptized. And so, right yeah. on. Cool. Okay. Then the internship program, which has been uh, not that long. You guys haven't been doing this for that long. Right Since before December, Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Right before Christmas. Right. Yeah. yeah so three months. talk about the internship program. What do you, let's start with you, Grant. What do you do as an intern here? I take pictures on the weekends and uh, during the events that happen throughout the week, as well as I uh, take videos and like video recaps and help editing. And then uh, like the live stream videos, I'm usually running one of the cameras on that on Sunday mornings. Okay. Um, then, you know, just other stuff that like, oh, there's a bunch of tables that need to I be know, broken yeah. down. Go break those down. <laughs> That's like, pretty much just whatever. being on staff here. You yeah. all hands yeah. on deck wherever needed. Yeah. So you're mostly on production side. Yep, most and of the time. Jake, you're more involved with youth, right? Kids? Yeah, so they, I, we just talked about it last week. I guess I'm considered on the next-gen team. So I'll teach anywhere from first graders all the way. I help in high school, but that's not really in my job description. I usually cap out at middle school. Okay. Because yeah. you do, so so 456, yeah, that's you're my, part of that, and you do some of the teaching in there. Yeah, that's my main thing every Sunday. I'm up there teaching. Right, and then midweek is now for the junior hires. Oh, yeah. So we switched from motion night being junior high and high school together. Now motion night is just for high school. Yep. And midweek, so what's your role in midweek? Uh, I basically, I float around. I'll sometimes teach. I'll, I'm one of the head tech guys on there. Um, Were you the one that pulled the fire alarm? I was not the <laughs> one that pulled the fire alarm. <laughs> Dude, you know what's really funny about that is we have, so we're in a, we have a group in this room. Uh, on Thursday nights, mm. and it's a uh, we do a parenting group, so it's like, oh yeah, parent. Some of the parents in here have kids over there. Yep. And when the fire alarm started going off, they're all chatting, and I'm like, look, turning my head around. I'm look, I'm like, I think a fire alarm's going off, and of course, because of the fires, there's like the PTSD in my yep. brain. It's yeah. like everybody run. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I looked outside, and I could see that it was over in the warehouse, or mm. here that it was in the warehouse, and. One of the moms says, that better not have been my kid. Well, it turns out it was her kid. It was definitely her kid. According to him, his brim of his hat hit the fire alarm. Yeah, I don't believe that for a second, (laughs) man. Come up with a better story. Or just don't lie. Just say you pulled it. Just say you pulled it. It's fine. I was curious. And now we know how to turn it off. That's the good thing. Now, I don't know what we're going to get charged for the fire department coming out here. Uh, or if we get Two engines came. Two engines came out. Yes. So, uh, but anyways, so that's uh, that's midweek junior hire. So you're, say you were, you hang out there, you do tech. Yeah, I do tech. Uh, they have me teach sometimes. John's trying to plug me in a little bit more, just getting that kind of like, that's where I'm kind of leading towards is being a teacher, being uh, possibly becoming a pastor and stuff like that. So we're throwing me in situations out in the deep end to kind of get me teaching, stuff like that, just with older kids just once a week. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I I started in youth ministry and started teaching through, I mean, mostly, most of the stuff I've done has been smaller groups. So it's discussion-based, mm-hmm. so it's very like, you know, I'll talk for a few minutes and I'll ask a question and I'll let people kind of almost small groupish yeah. um, kind of setting. And then I started preaching to uh, like the full congregations and stuff. And it totally changes the way that oh, you're yeah. looking at stuff. And then all of a sudden you feel this pressure of like, man, I got to make sure that I got to make sure this is right. Yep. And then when you've got guys like Brett and John around where it's really good to have those guys around, because even when I did, you know, first Wednesday, a few weeks ago, I went to Garrett. Ward, I went to John Knapp, I went to Brett, uh, Kiki, I went to a lot of other people. I'm like, hey, here's my outline. Anything wrong with it? Yeah. Anything inaccurate? Am I? Do I have all this right? You know, and I'm. Yeah. I like went through that so 
uh, meticulously because I was just like, dude, I don't want to say that's my biggest fear. I have no problem being in front of people. Yeah, I can talk for days. It's saying something that that isn't true or yeah. is is wrong or even even just misspeaking. Yep, is it scares me because people will take it and run with it. Now, kids, I was scared to death of teaching these kids because I'm like, I felt so. I was 19 years old when I got into youth ministry, mm-hmm. and I was like, dude. I'm going to start teaching these. I'm messed up still. Yep. I'm 19 and I'm messed up. I don't know what I'm going to teach these kids. And I honestly can say that those kids through my first few years in ministry, those kids taught me more and helped me more than I probably helped them. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool just to see that. Yeah. Those 456ers, they fourth, fifth and sixth grade. You've got a couple of sharp kids in there too. Oh yeah. Our fourth, fifth and sixth graders are, they're hitting on a different level. Those kids will come up to me and say some things to me that I'm like, how in the heck you're, Deeper in your faith than some adults I know. Yes, they are. It's crazy. There's, my kid is six years old, and some of the stuff that he says, I'm not. I'm not going to try to claim that my kid understands, you know, in depth of of the Bible. Mm-hmm. But like, he asks some questions, and I'm like, I know some 24 year olds that need to be asking that question. Yeah, yeah. and he's six, and I, I mean, all credit to my wife because she's constantly <laughs> reading the Bible to them and stuff, um, and just really, really raising them in a good way of yeah. like. Lo- always looking to to scripture and praying and that mm-hmm. she does a great job with it but it's great when you see kids i mean you go into jam pack too some of those yeah. kids some of the questions that they ask you're like oh my goodness you're seven years old and you're asking like you're asking some questions that are i wouldn't even have thought to ask yeah. that question yeah it's like, crazy man, i want to know the answer too <laughs> i know and sometimes you don't know the answer which is yeah it's hard sometimes it's good with the kids sometimes you have to just be like look i don't know the answer let me go look into it yep i've i've had to say that multiple times we'll get kids like connecting things to christ and stuff like that and they're like hey how does this connect how does this connect or hey i'm struggling here what verse should i look at or something like that and i'm like i really don't know off the top of my head but i will get back to you yeah and those kids keep me on my toes for right. sure during the week i'll spend time just going over questions that they have yeah it's crazy. And then you get into six, like seventh and eighth graders. The dynamic is completely different. Uh-huh. Like teaching them, they're like zombies sometimes. And then fourth, because they have and, cell phones. Oh, I know. That's no, what it is. Fourth, fifth and sixth graders have cell phones. That's, now. Yeah. Wow. My, oh I my had goodness. to take one this last week. Guys, I you want to know how old I am? I didn't get a cell phone until <gasps> I was in college. Dang. And it, you know what my cell phone did when I was in college? It, flip? it called people. Ooh, That's wow. it. That's Ooh. it. You had to pay for texts. I had, there was there wasn't texts. <laughs> oh, did you ever have a car? I phone? didn't have. Did what? Did you ever have a car phone? My grandma did. Ooh, giant I did one not have in the center console. The one that's in the center console, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it would cost like ten dollars a minute or something like that wow. to be on it. I don't yeah. know, something like that. It's like gas now. Yeah, Yo, oh yeah. <laughs> Grant, tell me uh, some of the things, the highlights about being on production. So you have a very different. Your roles are very different here because yeah. you're Jake. You're very involved in like kind of interpersonal relationships. What about you with production? What's the your favorite thing about it? And tell me about um, just the ministry a little bit. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm very different in the sense I'm like super behind the scenes, and Jake's like the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> and, Not that important. <laughs> well, you you are a scene at least. There you, you know? go. There you go. Uh, so I I love being working with cameras, being behind a camera. That's just kind of you're pretty techy. Yeah, I like dealing with tech and figuring out problems and solving problems. How'd you get into photography stuff? I got into it in high school. I've always been like interested in it and my brother and my friend group and we've always like we made short films since I was Oh, that's like, fun. under 10. And I tried to do that. Yeah. But again, I'm old so the kind of cameras we had <laughs> yeah, didn't really work. You can do it now. It's all right. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't <laughs> don't you dare try to get me back into my old dreams cuz I'll do focus it. too you hard. You can be a YouTuber, I swear. Dude, I love I love like d- have you guys seen uh, so right when COVID started, when everybody was just bored out of their minds, um, some people got me on TikTok. 
Oh yeah. Oh gosh. I'll have to show you some of the videos. So one of my uh, special skills is lip syncing. Oh cool. And not just songs, but movie dialogue. And so when I went in and found some funny, and I would just lip sync the movie dialogue, and I would they'd be long, long lines of movies and it's just like i don't know how i remember this stuff because i can't remember people's names i don't think i remembered your name for the first two months you were here <laughs> right. i think i called you jordan oh, the first three geez. or four times I'm i talked that to you short <laughs> well not because i got you mixed up with jordan not <laughs> i know that's but like just yeah a, a j name yep and then i think i forget what i i it took me a while to think oh yeah grant because garrett ward's kid is grant so yeah, i'm like exactly. okay now i can remember this yeah. okay but it takes me a while with names it doesn't the work same very way. well kids will get mad at me that i don't remember their names i'm like hey you show up every week i will at least know your first name and don't your kid number one your kid number real. two that's it no <laughs> yeah no it, it is hard for me with names but yeah same. keep talking uh so uh photography and stuff and now the the thing i wanted to bring up though even though you are behind the scenes the videos that you do and the f- photos that you do are seen by a ton of people. Right. So with the impact that you have in production is obviously yeah. ne- very needed and something and important awesome. to the church. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It, it's cool. It's a good feeling. I like seeing my work displayed on other outlets. Yeah. It's fun instead of just like, you know, hanging up on my wall. Yeah. It's cool to see it like, oh, cool. It's being used over here and it's being, but like even the stuff that I do that isn't being used immediately, it's still beneficial it's still impactful for me because i feel like i'm still furthering like the gospel yeah. i'm still helping out because the stuff will get used eventually and you're gonna stuff. you're gonna learn more and more and more i mean totally. i when i first got here we did a video series um tied in with brett's sermon series which was the god who saves or the god who rescues mm-hmm. and they had six or seven different people come in and share testimonies those videos are still on the spring hills facebook page wow. and they're they're not bad but they're not great. Mm-hmm. And like you look at the the way how good um how much better at it I mean Erica wasn't even on staff at that time, but like how much better Erica and Ashley have gotten at that stuff over the years just because we just learn how to yep. learn how to do it. I go back and I'll see I'll see us doing music four years ago and I'm just like, I can't even watch this. And there's things that like we get better at and you, you gotta just keep getting better at it. Yep. Keep growing yeah. at it. And God can use your gifts however. I mean, there's people that are do you have, do, what's your goals in, in, uh, photography and do you have, like, do you want to make movies or stuff, something like that? I want to do like ads. I want to either oh, cool. film or take pictures of companies' products. Cause That's I feel like cool. that'll always be around. It will always be around. Yeah, It'll I be don't. more and more around. Yeah. And I, I, I was a film major. I don't know if oh, you knew cool. that. No. I dropped out of it. Nice. Good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't drop out of it. I switched schools to a school that didn't have a film program. Ah, okay. So that was the only reason I dropped out of it. But I was a film major and that was my dream was to make movies yeah i wanted yeah. to be involved in making movies that's my brother yeah what's your how old's your brother 24 how many siblings do you have just one okay just, so just you guys get along pretty well if you're making movies together yeah we our my parents didn't let us fight when we were growing up like we would get in trouble if we had any bickering oh and i've only been in one fight with him i need to chat with your parents because oh. my kids are going to kill each other <laughs> that's funny well i mean we we tried to once we got in one fight when our parents weren't home and then, but that's it. Like we've literally fought once and I was like 13. Fight. So like, it makes sense. My brother. So my, my brother's four years older than me and he was always bigger than me. And so it was like, I couldn't mess with him. But then I started doing martial arts with my dad. Oh, okay. And now I'm taller than my brother. My brother's jacked. Like he's, he's ripped. Yeah. <laughs> and, but now he won't mess with me. 
because it doesn't matter how ripped you are. If you if you try to mess with me, I can take you down. Yep. Now with that's martial great. arts. So I would, I did the martial art. Instead of getting jacked, yeah. I just did martial arts. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's, that's what I did. Do you have any siblings you have, Jake? I have a young well, a younger brother, but we get mistaken as twins all the time. He's three years younger than me. The kid is like six one, two hundred pounds and just a wrestler. Oh yeah. yeah. And that yeah, we used to fight all the time, but our fighting usually turned into somebody getting choked out or a bloody nose. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that makes great. Sense. Our fight ended in my Apple Watch getting scratched. Oh, oh man. I rage quit. I just left. Again, <laughs> Apple Watches when I was a kid didn't exist. Yeah. No, you wanted a watch, you had a watch. A real you had like the calculator watches, watch. though. Those are pretty what? cool. I never That's did. Sick. I wasn't that cool. Should have gotten one. Remember the, the. Oh, no, you don't. Never mind. I can't nope. say remember. Really remember those young. Nokia's? Dude, <laughs> the, the brick phones. That's what it was. It was the brick phones. Oh, yeah. My dad had the one the um with the walkie talkie thing on it. So you could literally like. I mean, it's again, walkie no talkie and a phone. Dang. You could do both. Uh, it was a walkie talkie thing. Like if somebody else had a, I forget what, what brand it was. Nextel maybe. I don't even know that brand. It was like the huge, huge phones. And what you would do is you would hit a button on the side. You'd go to the contact where you hit the button on the side and it does like a, instead of it calling them, it does like a beep beep on their phone and they can just be like, Hey, what's up? And you do it like the walkie talkie would. So you hit the button. And yeah. you talk, and then you let go of it, and then they talk. So, but you Damn. can do it from anywhere. That's it actually was kind of cool. cool. Yeah, it yeah. came in real handy with youth group stuff because then you're, you know, you drive in and you're just like, "Hey, we're gonna turn here" instead of having to call somebody and that is cool. yeah, that whole deal. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, ministry stuff, you, Jake. You mentioned you might want to be a pastor. Yeah. Um, and then what? Do you have goals in ministry? Um, not as of right now. I I want to focus on my photo and video craft and yeah. just get that super dialed. So what are you learning from this internship? Uh, how to do it faster and okay. cleaner and how to meet expectations. Right on. How to just interact with people and different kinds of people all the time. Right on. Because there's there's no one there's no two similar types of people nope. like in on staff. No, we're all weird. Yep. No, it's we're a very too. unique staff. It yeah. is a very. Um, it's a fun staff. Like we yeah. have a lot of fun, but we're unique in the, in the way that like, I don't know that many churches that I've been around have as youthful of a staff as we have. Now, when yeah. I say that we're not like, we're not college students. We're all young parents, but like actually young parents, I say young parents, we're all in our mid thirties. Most of us yeah. are, you know, with, with kids all the same age and stuff, but a lot of staffs that you see aren't Ooh. this young. You know, right. Brett, Brett kind of stands out as Brett and Eve are the older ones. Now, Eve is not on staff anymore, but she's still very much involved, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and then John Barrett's not yeah. that much older than the rest of us. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's like all of us are, you know, I mean, you guys are the young ones now. You're, I think you're ranking young one. Number. No, Caitlin's the youngest. I'm actually older than Caitlin. By like a couple months. Oh, couple okay. Months. So the interns are 18, 19 years old. Yep. Right. And then we've got uh, the staff, most of us are that you're around or in your mid-30s. But yeah. um, what about your ministry aspirations, Jake? So um, pastor? Pastor. I'm kind of leaning more like towards just like youth pastor. Well, I think oh. that's where a lot of people start is with yeah. youth and they have an aspiration for youth. And that's kind of where I'm hitting is like I love teaching. I love being up on stage teaching these kids and then I can see like the joy just come through them. Older people, it's kind of hard because I feel weird talking to an older person because I'm young. And so it's hard to talk to like a 34 year old about stuff and mm -hmm. teach them because it's kind of like a weird situation, I guess. But kids, I'm like, like fourth, fifth, fourth, fifth and sixth graders. I'm like their older brother. Mm -hmm. They see me as, and so they can come and talk to me and they'll say things that they won't say to an adult. And I like being the age. You can have I, a good relationship. With yeah, them, yeah. It's awesome. And the, the sixth graders, I got to go to um, winter camp with them 
And they, like, I built such a cool bond with them. And that actually led me to want to join midweek because that's right when it was starting up. And I had a small group on Thursdays. But instead of going to the midweek, I was going to go and try and go both ends and go to the small group and then also do midweek. And I was like, no, I feel like a calling to these kids. These kids are awesome. Like, I can, I feel like God's put me here for a purpose to help these kids. And so being a teacher, um, yeah, maybe a theology teacher. I don't know yet. That'd be cool. Youth pastor. Yeah, we'll see. Youth pa- I was a youth pastor for uh, eight years. Yeah, and felt literally fell into it. Be, like, no, I'm sorry, didn't fall into. I fell into being a worship pastor. Yeah. That was what I fell into. Youth ministry came randomly. There was a the small church I started at. My sister had been helping them out, and she recommended me as their interim mm-hmm. youth pastor while they were searching for somebody. And it was I was hired for six months, ended up being there eight years. Wow. And it was, it's very rewarding. It is. However, God definitely tugs me, tugged me away from youth ministry. There, yep. it takes a special person to be able to stay in youth ministry. Oh yeah. As a career. Yeah. Um, cause it's, it's like, it's draining. You've got to be called to do that. It's yeah. draining. It's hard. And those kids, it can be, you can have the highs are really high. The lows are really low. And mm-hmm. when I say lows are really low, I had a kid one time tell me I am the re she said, you are the reason why I don't believe in God anymore. Wow. And I was like, I mean, in tears going, I don't want to be, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm, yeah. And like, obviously that was not, that was not true. Right. Yeah. But it was still, it cut so deep because I'm like, you know, you pour your heart and soul into it. And then you have a kid just say something like that. And you're just like, what am I doing this for? Yep. Yeah. So it can be really difficult to, um, so like I said, highs are very high. Yeah. Lows are very low. But yep. you've got, if God calls you to do it, you can make it through that. And it was, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's a huge weight on your shoulders too, because you got to like, I think some of these kids, like the weekend is like their only time that they get to experience God. Yeah. A lot of these kids don't come from families that are like super pouring into being a Christian. And like, you can relate to that. Yeah, I can. And it's awesome. I like the things that I've went through have pushed me to being able to empathize and to be able to talk about things with these kids. And I feel such a, not a burden, but like a sense of responsibility to teach these kids because this could be the only time that they hear about the gospel. And so it's like, wow, I have so much responsibility. And it's also such a great honor to tell these kids about the gospel. Yep. And you might have, I mean, there's times where you will have a kid come into motion night or something like that, where it's like this kid, this is the first time they've stepped into, into a church and it could be, and it could be the last. And this is, you've got 20 minutes Yep. and are they going to hear it or are they not? And it's not, that's not on you. Like they've got to be the ones to listen, right? It's not your fault if they don't listen and they don't accept God. But I mean, Paul talks about that all the time where he just lays it all out. Yeah. And he's like, look, here it all is. And, you know, do, do with, do with it what you will. Yeah. Take Um, it. (laughs) You know, and there's people, I have, I have friends all the, the, that I talk about all the time that are not Christians where I'm just kind of like, I, I have, I, I feel guilty about it. Sometimes I feel convicted about it where it's like, man, how hard am I trying with this person because it's like they're not going right now. I know a good friend of mine. I know he's not going to heaven when he dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I talk to him, you know, every few weeks or so on the phone, we, he and I will catch up and I don't, I, half the time I don't say anything about like God or anything like that because I know he also, he's very anti, like he doesn't want to talk about it. Right. He's, yeah. He grew up being forced to go to Catholic school, uh, forced to go to mass and like all the stuff. And he was very religioned out. Yeah. And I'm like trying to explain to him, like, dude, it's not a religion. It's a relationship, you know, like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can just tell, like, sometimes that pushes him away. So I'm like, all right, I got to just stay friends with him. 
now he's starting to ask questions, which is great. Awesome. And so it's like when they start asking questions, it's like, okay, now I got to really take advantage of the fact that he's actually yep. asking these questions now. But yeah, sick. Cool. All right. Anything else you guys want to share? All good? Nothing else? Uh, not that I can think of. I'm all good. Yeah. All right. Well, actually, I'm going to ask you one more question. If you've got a, so a lot of people that listen to the podcast are probably, um, I, I don't think we've got kids listening to the podcast, mm. you know, especially 456ers yeah. or, or junior hires. But we've got a lot of parents that listen to it. So, Jake, what would you encourage parents with about getting their kids if they don't currently come to midweek or mm-hmm. are not in a small group? What would you say to those parents to encourage their kids to to get into a small group or come to midweek? You, these kids need to be surrounded. Like They have so much going against them right now with schooling, with social media, with everything. Put them in the situation where they can build these relationships with people that are chasing the same goal. Yeah. We're all Christians, and we're all trying to pursue the same goal and that's follow the word of God mm-hmm. as cl- as close as we can, even though we all fail miserably. But give these kids the chance to build relationships that are going to last a lifetime and push them ultimately closer to God. And yeah. you find that in midweek, motion, small groups. You can build these relationships, these close relationships with other people. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's vital for kids that age. Oh, yeah. I, it's vital for everybody. Don't get me wrong. But, like, it, these kids go through a lot. Like, I, oh, I would hate terrible. to yeah. I would hate to be, even the age that you guys are, like, going through high school and stuff, like you were talking about with COVID, missing out yeah. on your last couple of years of wrestling, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, I just can't can't imagine what you guys have gone through in, as junior high and high school. Uh, Grant, if we've got somebody listening to this that's hesitant about serving on the team uh, and using gifts, because sometimes they go, like, well, I don't have any... I don't have any gifts that would work in ministry. Well, you they literally take pictures and edit videos, and yeah. it's hugely valuable to ministry. So what would you say to somebody that's on the fence about serving? If you have skills, you might as well use them. Yeah, even if it's something that doesn't exist here yet. Yeah. Like there's things where we've had people come in and be like, you know, I, I do this and I do this, and we're like, like let's, we figure, <laughs> let's figure out a way to use it. Yeah. It's great. It's cool. You never know, I know how you can be used. Yeah. And don't, the other thing is we've got people, there are people within the church. I mean, obviously we've got over a thousand people that come to church every weekend. There are people here that have gifts that are, that are not being utilized. And it's like, man, you serve with those gifts, use those gifts because the joy that you get from serving and using the gifts God gave you is it's, you can't compare it to, to something else. I mean, yeah, just as a musician, like being able to, to, I mean, all, all music, I shouldn't say all musicians, most musicians when they're younger, we got aspirations of being rock stars, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like that goes away. And now I get to play music and I get to do that by worshiping God and pointing people towards God. And it's like, that's way better than me being on stage and people worshiping the musicians. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, I mean, you just have, man, speaking of musicians, we need more musicians. <laughs> yeah. If you've we've had, we've had like 14 people move away from the band since oh, COVID started dang. and we have not added any, you know, the, the core group is really holding down the fort. Well though. Yeah. yeah me, me and Israel and Geraldine are, uh, and Brett, Brett's Brett. drumming a lot right now, yeah. man. He's God playing, bless him. He's God playing guitar him. and, and drums back there. You Brett watch. is a, uh, a phenomenal drummer and really is. he really is a phenomenal drummer. And the fact that he can, because he's very uh, he's very particular about the drums, so uh, he will write mm-hmm. charts out and stuff. Wow! So the fact that he does that and preps a sermon blows my mind. Because I'll, I'll I don't know if myself. you guys noticed when I <laughs> preached, they would not let me be part of the, wow. the oh, band that night. Right. 
So yeah. I was, it was hard for me sitting back here. What were you going to say? I'll catch myself just like watching Brett during the music when he's playing drums. I was just like zoned out on Brett. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a whole band up here. He's and a I'm great drummer, yeah. man. He's going I mean, we've got great musicians. Israel's yeah. a great musician. Mm-hmm. You're a great the girls musician, are all, too. Well, thank you. Very the girls good. are all phenomenal singers. I mean, it's we really we have great musicians up here. We just need more. Yeah. We need more. More because, musicians. Well, yeah. and that thing with Brett shows his gifts, too. I mean, Brett was given that. Yeah, for a reason. Mm-hmm. We're in a time where we need drummers and stuff right now. Look, Brett can step in. That's where people kind of miss that thing. God gave you those gifts for a reason. Yep. He didn't give you it for no reason. And everything's to grow the kingdom of God. So yep. use it to grow. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. Like even musicians that play unique instruments. Like I mean, you know, we have guitar like and piano. I'm a trumpet and drum player. What, don't, don't, I, I don't, don't encourage like, some know, clarinet player to come. What if, oh, I'm a trumpet what if player. There's you know the the Chuck Mangione of clarinets. Don't even know what that is. Lobby. I don't know who Chuck Mangione. No idea. Is. But is, who's Chuck Mangione? He's like this, this <laughs> trumpet he, guy. Oh, a trumpet guy. Okay. Uh, no. He's like now you're speaking my language. You know the Careless Whisper song? Yeah. He, you know, he's that guy. Okay. Uh-huh. So. All right. But what if what if the clarinetist of him? You know what? Or if, flautist. If, we'll take if him there's on. Some, if there's some people that play some wind instruments, you know, come talk to me. We'll we'll figure it out. Trump I mean, it's not <laughs> it's not real involved with with worship music right now. But you know what? Neither was uh, synthesizers, you know, that long ago. And now synth is very heavy within worship music. All right. That's great. All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming and chatting with us. This is Jake and uh, and Grant, two of the interns here at Spring Hills. Um, Yeah. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks for having me. See ya.